You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shabbat This is On Principle. I'm Aprom Kivalevich, and for the fourth time, as I said, my really favorite guest star on On Principle, uh, Rabbi John Kroll, principal of SAR High School in Riverdale. Now, uh, the last program we did, John, was about the unique graduation and what was going to be the road ahead. Uh, many, many people downloaded that episode, and it's still uh, in people's minds. And of course, the people who have graduated are in that world, and the people who are, who are now in still in SAR are getting ready along with the rest of America uh, to have a good school in alignment with your health professionals and with the uh, the state and city health professionals, that SAR, the average student, I believe, and we discussed this before we started recording, is going to be there approximately um, in that decrease. There's going to be a lot of uh, strict social distancing, and um, you are trying to do whatever you can to make the environment as safe and as learning friendly um, and as dynamic as possible. So that's all said. But John, there was one thing I was thinking that probably is going to be not just 25% eliminated. However, there is one aspect which I believe is not just going to be limited by 25%. It's probably going to be limited perhaps totally. And that is sports programs, the competitive sports programs. I know SAR uh, has banners for, I don't know what they won, but I know there's plenty of championships that they can proudly talk about. And I remember when I was teaching in the school, uh, that type of spirit, that part of high school, that part of of high school that's playing and going against each other, what's going to happen with that, John? Is that going to be, am I correct that that's totally eliminated? Uh, basically, I wouldn't say totally limited, but basically, first of all, it's an honor to be back here at, <laughs> on principle. Always a pleasure to be here with you, Rebbe Vremel. And um, the answer to your question is, it's uh, not going to be completely eliminated, but uh, you know, essentially mostly eliminated. There is discussion right, th- right now, although it's not yet confirmed, that some of the more um, outdoor activities that involve no contact might be okay. We'll see whether that might include things like golf, um, cross-country. Um, perhaps tennis that's under conversation right wait, now. Wait, 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 one second. Let me, let me ex- understand something. Yes. In other words, golf, you're going to have the SAR golf team versus, let's say, Frisch's golf team, right? Right. And then, and, and, and people will be walking the greens and figuring out what the scores are, et cetera, right? Presumably, yes. That's, ex- I mean, I, I'm no expert on the links. I, you know, I've, I have golfed a bit, but uh, okay. I believe that that's how it would basically work. Yeah. And, and okay. What was the other one? Cross country. Is, Cross country. So how does that outdoor, work? It's, oh, it's, running, it's, run, it's running a, a particular distance outdoors. So, you know, that's, you're not really that close to each other and you're outdoors. So, um, so the other team is running when you were running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a Kilo a marathon, but it's a shorter distance. I forgot I forgot the distance. It's like not a, it's not a very. It's like a couple. It's like a mile or so. Uh-huh. 
So, uh, and and the other one is a possible. Was the third one? Um, I said tennis. Tennis. So that's the one that I was thinking about. There, I guess, because of the distance between the players, there isn't such a, a fear of contact, right? I, I, I think that's the case, right? There would be no doubles, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> I think that's it's not that decided that those are the, the sports that I think that considering I, I, I misstated before. Of course, the um, the uh, cross country is a three point one mile course of five thousand meters. In case you're I, wondering, I see, I see. So. So, in other words, and I think what you're saying is, is great, because that you, you're already thinking that this is something that's needed in your mind, and in, in, in the people that run your school, that there needs to be some sort of sports outlet. Um, I thought I want to I want to ask you. I mean, let's we we want this thing to have relevance beyond COVID. Can can you talk about what you think having that SAR is big into their brainage accomplishments what is it that the sports does and and how is it going to make the school less not having it so what is it sports does normally in your mind and not having it around what's going to be so go ahead john okay that's a good question i I, first of all a preface if i say one of the things that i found very striking we often had um like shlichim from israel who would come in to work in school and one of the things that they, they like commenting, um, what are the biggest differences between life in Israel and life in America? So the two things that, okay, there are many, two things that stand on my mind that Israelis who come in and visit often point out as being major differences. One of them is, the first one is they can't believe how weak Purim is in America. Like that's, they say, Chodesh Adar is like, you know, like the whole world is different in Israel, the yeshiva high schools, all of Chodesh Adar. Like that's one thing. They can't believe how weak it is here. But, but the other thing they can't, they can't believe this idea of competitive sports. They've never, they've never seen it. There's no such thing in Israel of like, you know, the, of Chorev doesn't have a basketball team that plays against like the Makor Chaim basketball team. They don't, that's not any part of identity in Israel. And it's, fascinating because it's a major part of identity in the yeshiva high school world in the United States. Um, you know, and so I think that there are really two things that you gain from, from sports um, in, the, in, in our kind of environment. And I think that, that we'll be missing a lot. Um, one of them has to do with kind of the actual sports themselves. We'll talk about that in a second. The other one is school spirit. There is something that is like energizing and, exciting about being in a school that's got sports taking place in the same way that, you know, I don't know, uh, you, you know, you and I originally, our original contacts were of course in Chicago. And there's something about when I believe when I first met you, I think it was in the heyday of the, one of the, the Chicago Bulls early runs. There's something about almost like civic pride in Chicago um, of the Chicago Bulls. And in 2016, um, just, you know, a week before President Trump's uh, ascension, the, you know, the, the Cubs, the Cubs uh, won the World Series. There was the world changes in Chicago. It's like you, you feel something about your identity. And in a very real way, that's what high schools are like in, a, in, the, in the, the kind of the modern Orthodox Yeshiva high school system. And like you, you, you know, the, the kids who participate in sports 
become, I would say heroes is a strong word, but they're valued by their students, by, by their peers, and particularly in a school that values learning in a very serious sort of way. It's great for students for whom that is not the only way they can shine to be able to shine. So there's, I kind of mentioned two things there just now. One of them is school spirit and the excitement. And that excitement sort of trickles down into everything else that goes on at school. So it's not just like school spirit for the sake of school spirit. If you are excited about your basketball team or your hockey team or whatever it is, you, you know, yeah, that spills over into just your general identity with the school and in, in, in everything, in your Torah learning, in your you know, ide- values of the school. So there's something that's very positive about that. It engenders a sense of you know, building identity. I also think it allows kids to really shine in ways that they don't necessarily have the opportunity um, to do so um, in the classroom. And it's not just about individual shining. There really are, for so many kids, they will tell you, that the best parts of their experience, things they remember the most were their experiences on, on a sports team, the camaraderie, the partnership, the teamwork, the relationships with the coaches. I always tell coaches that I have a great amount of envy for their position. Um, the coach who's able to deliver inspiring words to the kids on his, his or her team is unmatched. Kids will do things for coaches that are unbelievable. You have a, a coach will tell their kid to like, you know, shoot 100 free throws and the kid will want to shoot 200. How have I, I should be in the position to be able to ask the kid to, to hazard uh, the Gemara a hundred times. And he's going to do it 200 times. So there's, there's something about that coach relationship to the students, which is like really valuable. Well, you definitely made a great case for keeping it and having it. I would push back just a little bit because there's always going to be, although you're right, school spirit means I'm happy being where I am. And if you're happy in your school, you're right, you're going to be a better student. You're going to dive in better. You're going to listen and cheer more. You're going to be everything because you enjoy being in this environment. But what about the kid who isn't even able to get on the 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 non-JVV team. He can't even make the inter-squad, whatever they call it, right? He, you know, he, he's such a klutz, or she is such a klutz, that they can't get anywhere. And, 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 and they, therefore, are, I don't know if they're bullied, but they definitely feel a sense of shame, and it's something that they, they it's difficult for them to be part of. And I think some of them, uh, John, probably are wondering, you know, I wish this wasn't in school. I wish this idea of being able to, you know, to, to, to spend my free period making a layup, I wish this wasn't part of it because I, 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 I'm not good at it at all. And therefore, it's something that I, I, I feel, you know, I, I feel left out of. I have and, two things to say about that. One, first of all, um, I think that one of the challenges or dif- real difficulties in, a, in these larger yeshiva high schools that SAR is like, I guess, one of them, is that it really becomes hard. Some of the kids who would, if you're in a very small group of students, you're going to make a team. If you're in a larger group of students, you're not going to make a team. And that's really, that's really hard. And it's very difficult for a lot of these people. Somebody who may have made a team in seventh or eighth grade, can't, just can't make it. There's not, not enough spaces. Even at the JV and the, you know, the intramurals, whatever you want to do, some people aren't going to make it. They, like that's a that's one of one of the benefits of a smaller school over a larger school is 
the opportunity to be on some of these teams that you may not be able to make if you are um, in a larger school. I think, I think that's true. But the other thing I was going to say is, you know, it's important to have a rich array of extra co-curricular activities so that the kid who's not the athlete, it's not resent the fact that the, you know, because he's not on the basketball team, the kid who loves math revels in the fact that he is a mathlete and not the athlete. And they, there's a math team that he's on or the kid who loves uh, acting is in a play. In other words, the more opportunities you have for kids to excel and the more that a school puts its resources and its cultural capital into those kinds of things really mattering, that's good for those kids. You know, it's the kid who's a tremendous artist has got to be valued and appreciated and his or her art should be hanging on the walls of the school and made to feel like a million bucks, just like the captain of the basketball team who hits the uh, game-winning shot. And if you have those opportunities, so I think you're not so going to have that resentment. Yeah, so, and really what you say, I was an SAR, I know what it's like. And I know, I, I knew, we, we attended many of the plays there and uh, I would always hear the band and I would, I would say to my daughter who went to Buria, which is also a more open school, I said, I would love if my daughter would have been able to have the opportunities uh, that SAR has. Unfortunately, as you know, sports, almost all the yeshiva high schools have, even the, the ones that don't have the type of money and support and vision, let's say, that SAR has. So you're correct. In SAR, this issue doesn't fester. But I do know that in other places where sports becomes so integrally part of the school, it, 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 it definitely marginalizes some people. And I think it also, John, let me ask you about this. Um, you're right, spirit is great, but is the type of competitiveness that it takes to win those games, right? You talked about, the, you talked about Chicago. Uh, we all know that Jordan was a combination of this in talent that was unseen, but also the most competitive person. And it was his competitiveness that actually allowed them to become winners. Is this a good factor to, to, to bring out competitiveness in school? Because you know that when I was in yeshiva, let me just tell you, we didn't, we had sort of a basketball team and I'll tell you that story a different time. But what we did have competitiveness was who's the best guy in this year? Oh, he's better than him. And we would sit there at night Seder figuring out who was the best guy in each year. We had lists. Who was number one? Who was number two? Who was the, like we, we would figure out who the best guys were. And now when I look back at that period, I, 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 I feel it was so ugly and, and horrible too, because it was bringing out really the, this, this competition. And, and, and I think it, it, it can't help, but somehow breed some negative flowers. So respond to that if you don't mind. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. I think that the difference is like this. A school that is, runs a successful kind of like athletic program focuses on team sports. And there's, you know, obviously it's going to be somebody who's the best player on the team. And don't get me wrong. But the, I think it's the school and their, the coach's job is to create that sense of, uh, you know, players who are in this thing together. I like, you know, I... I 
love the fact, like I, I, I'm a fan of like the way that the classic kind of Yankees uniforms, where they don't put the names of the players on the team. It's not the names on the back of the jersey. It's the, the, the team on the front. And so we do that also uh, for most of our sports, I think, uh, at least in basketball. Um, and I say I, I, that kind of stuff is really important to, to like be aware that it could devolve into what you're describing of like individuals saying they're better than other. But if you're able to kind of like work together for my school to be better than another school. So we're working as a team that, that to me is like, again, it's not like I, I'm like ontologically better than somebody else. We have figured out how to play basketball better than the other team. And like, you know, take, don't take yourself too seriously. It's basketball. I mean, listen, it's so interesting. There was when the, um, when COVID started in March, so the Yeshiva League playoffs were in, you know, full swing. So we had uh, SAR. <laughs> we had, you know, we closed school on that whatever that Tuesday was, and we had a bat. We had we were in the uh, semifinals, semifinals, I think, to, uh, of like you know several different sports. So like, we were all trying to figure out: can we still play? This is before we realized the world was like coming to a grinding halt. So we were trying to figure out if we could play, you know, this sport uh, still during COVID or not. And by the end of the time, by the end of the day, they canceled the rest of the season. And there were co-champions in varsity yeah. basketball and the JV and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I think there's something that is valuable about feeling like, you know, you want to compete against other teams. doesn't mean I'm better than them, like, you know, as a Ben Taira or as a, <laughs> yeah, like, you played basketball better than they are. Don't like, don't like, there was interesting thing. There were people after the season was canceled, there were some parents who, God bless them. They care about their children. And that's all that, all the Shema. They're trying to figure out ways to have the championship, the playoffs and the championship games played in a bubble, like they're doing in the NBA somewhere in a, in, in a different state. I'm like, okay, slow down, chill out. It's high school basketball and it's important in a certain measure, but it's also not important. And so you gotta have a, if you have a measure of like, you know, kind of balance, there's uh, something to be- which I think maybe this year will bring. Look, when we're going to be, when we won't be able to to be yonic from this avira during the next couple of months, maybe we'll come and realize, and, and, and we can perhaps devalue a bit this type of rabid mania about sports, and maybe that'll be a good thing. Uh, the fact that you're going to go off sports. And you're right, it's, something's going to be missing and people are going to remember it. But hopefully when it comes back, it won't come back with that type of, that, what you say, the type I of I don't end. know. I never really experienced it as having like that kind of like negative connotation or well, people really be. Listen, I, and I think that overall, I feel more bad for these students who, you know, you know, your older sibling got a chance to play varsity basketball and your junior and senior year were wiped out. So you never did. Like, there is something that these kids are missing out on. And I feel bad for them if they're not able to have a real season. I think part of it, just to, to you know, I, I want to just mention, as we talk about Chicago, and of course, you know where our alliances uh, are, are in terms of the pigskin. And you know that uh, my team, of course, uh, I'm very, look, I am not a cheesehead in my brain, but you know, I have the cheesehead uh, understanding 
And it bothers me because you know when the Bears lose, you know what the, the Packer fans do. Mm-hmm. Really ugly stuff, right? The Bears still, I don't want to say what that word is because it has a terrible connotation. And I think that's unfortunate that I think that's, uh, that is in many ways what happens in, um, and, and you can't expect kids to be 100% you're, Listen, you're right. Let me tell you something. A couple things. One is that um, I, I, I take that as a real opportunity to like educate the kids how to do this right though. I am, it, it not, I get so, so angry if I'm at a, if I'm at a home game of, of, at our team and I hear kids, I know it's like part of culture. They stamp their feet and they try to make other kids miss free throws. It's, it's, and I know they do that in the NBA and in college basketball, not, not around here. We don't do that. You want to cheer for your team, cheer for your team. You, you don't, you don't, you know, again, you want to jeer at somebody um, on the Packers? Fine. I'll be fine with that. You want to, like, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to assume that, like, you know, uh, you know, whoever, you know, who, who's, the, who's the Packers quarterback nowadays? <laughs> Mitch Trubisky? Was it Mitch uh, Trubisky? Okay, Trubisky's not that good, I admit. But uh, Foles, <laughs> Foles may, t- may be the starter. Foles! Gayavag Foles! The, the guy's going to fall over. I don't even know there's going to be NBA. But believe me, you know. NFL, yeah. <laughs> NFL, sorry. You see where I'm holding. I don't think it's going to happen anyway. But come on, Foles right. is a, a straw man. But go ahead. Yeah, but whatever. But I'm, but I'm, saying, I'm saying there's an opportunity to teach kids as to what, like, proper kind of, like, you know, uh, mentality is towards being a good sports fan. Root like crazy for your team. Cheer for them. If the second the kid, I, I think as an as, like as an educator, I like that opportunity to walk over to the kid who was like about to like say something nasty, but another when Tiffany opposed was on the free throw line, about to shoot a free throw. Take him aside. We don't do that. That's not the that's not the way we kind of like, you know, behave. So what think, about what what and what about when you lose? I know SAR is so SAR was doesn't always come in first when 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 you lose. How do you deal with that? Because I'm sure there's a lot of um, a high school kid. His emotions are anyway on his sleeve. Yeah. How, competitive sports, fifty percent of the time leads to people broken and feeling a sense of even if they made the team. What do you think of that? I mean, is that also something they can grow from? And, and learn yeah. how to take loss? Listen, the answer to this is yes. I, I feel like so much of what, you, of what happens in the sports fields is like a little bit of a microcosm for what happens in real life. Don't, I don't want to take it too seriously. I don't, if sports was canceled, I don't feel like it's like our lives are over. But there really is something beneficial to be gained from it. I don't hold by those who critique it and think that it's like this, you know, uh, awful kind of force in kids lives if anything it's like a nice thing it teaches them overall good lessons teaches them hard work it teaches them to appreciate what like you know putting like hard work into something you see the results of it and that kind of stuff translates into one's like you know i think one's religious life i hold by the again i really have found i think i mentioned this to you before i i find that like an appreciation for sports and for the rule system and for understanding that like, you know, if you step out of bounds, the play's dead. That is a, once a kid, every kid appreciates that and understands that it becomes much easier to explain how like, you know, Aravin works. Like you step out, like there are rules. There are a lot of halachas 
in the way sports run that are very intuitively um, ex- accepted by students. And that becomes like an opportunity to kind of like translate that into Torah also. I just think that there's, I, I really don't see many, if any, of the, uh, of the negative parts, again, uh, uh, impacts on our kids. Listen, if all of our students were, you know, uh, learning three Siddharim in the base Medrash and they were finishing Shas and that this was a, you know, a distraction to them, that's not what's going on. These are, this is not, they're not like, it's like, because, oh, it's not that because there, there's no basketball now, now everyone's going to be able to finish shots. They'll be doing other kinds of like nonsense. I, I, I agree with you, John. When, you know, when I taught in your school and in other schools, I found that the fact that my kids were sports fans allowed me an entrance into Gamara or anything. Because the same way, you know, people would say, I can't memorize what all these words mean. Hmm, you can't. Uh, how many touchdowns, uh, who holds the record for how many touchdowns, right? Who holds this? And, and all of a sudden, they could remember Marino. They could remember Brady uh, or whoever. I think it's interesting. Isn't they it could remember Ravina Ravashi. They could, they could remember who Ravirmi and Ravzer is. You, you are able, and to come up even with the numbers as well. So I, I, sure. I, I do agree with you. The teaching is there. And let me just add one last thing. And I know this is your show, but yeah. uh, it's a sure. great quote from John Updike. And it means a lot to me now since we got the dog during COVID and you know, she's 12 and, and John Updike said, she might make an appearance here. We'll see. But, but John Updike said that uh, having a dog is very crucial for a child because the child now learns how to mourn because the dog, the child will outlive the dog and the child will process what it means to mourn. And therefore when the real mourning comes, the mourning over, their parents or a loved one, a wife, a brother, they've gone through it. And I think, you know, we can go back to what we were saying before about knowing what loss is. Yeah, it's, it's healthy to know, to, to actually realize that the other team has bested you because you can get up the next day, you're strong, but you now know that in your DNA, it's like an antibody for dealing with loss. And when you do experience the tribulations and losses that the world has, you're going to be able to go back to one that didn't kill you. You're going to be able to go back to the one that felt bad for a couple of hours, but then you went home and you had some ice cream and you spoke with some friends and you came back the next morning and you were smiling. So, so I think that there, I don't know if you didn't mention that before. I think that's another, having that outlet is crucial when we're trying to train our children, our young men and women for being real citizens of the world. But go ahead. I think that's, I, I fully agree. I think it's a beautiful idea. I think the Updike um, quote is, or idea is really fascinating. I've never thought about that before. Um, my kid, my youngest child has been asking for a dog. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, I think there is the, the incredible measure of simcha that you can get. And again, look, COVID has made us look at many things very differently. But John, I think you made the case, uh, and, and I'll be looking and checking out the, uh, the sport. I know that the Yeshiva has a whole sports section, so we'll see if, if, if the sting does in some way come back, uh, or maybe, you know, uh, it's possible that the, the sting is going to have a curling team. Uh, that might that might happen as well, you know, uh, and if you have to make sure the brooms, social distancing on the brooms. So that's it, my friends. That's it. That's it, my friends, for this week with Rabbi John Kroll of 
SAR uh, High School. I'm Avram Kivilevich. We'll see you, Mirza Shem John, uh, every couple of weeks. I think every month. I think we're going to have to have you drop in on us and we can uh, uh, start this Looking flame. Forward. Start this flame again. Take care, everybody. Be Can't good. wait. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.